Gemara Sota Daf Yud Aleph. Am Masechet for the Tzlachav Yaakov Yisrael Ben Simcha. She gdal the Torah Mosvot Ul Chupa Ul Maasim Tovim and bring much nahat to his wonderful family. Amen. Today's Daf is being studied for the Tzlachah of Eliyahu Michael Ben Sara Simcha. שהקדוש ברוך הוא יפקד אותו בזרעה חיה וקיימה וכברות אנשים אמן כן יהי רצון. We begin today's דף on יוד עמוד בית and we're starting on the bottom of the עמוד and we begin with אבשלום נתגאה בשערו. אבשלום he had his arrogance when it came to his hair. תנו לבנן. אבשלום בשערו מרד Avshalom rebelled when it comes to his hair, Shana Imar. Avshalom, there was nobody more handsome than Avshalom. Galecho etrosho, Hayam yamim le yamim. used to shave his hair from year to year. As we learned in Masechet Nazir on Daf. Dalit and hair, correct. That hair was the story of Avshalom shaving his hair. As the Pasuk says, His hair was heavy. It weighed 200 shekalim. It's the stone that the people of Tiberias and Sipuri used to weigh, which means it's a heavy weight. That's how much his hair weighed. Because he became arrogant with his hair, nitla b'sa'aro, he was hung by his hair. Shana Imad, v'yikra avshalom l'fnei avdeh ha-melech, v'avshalom rochev al-aperet, he was riding on the, on the, uh, on the mule, v'yavu ha-peret ta'at sovach, and the aperet uh, went under the sovach, under the, uh, the canopy, or under the, the overhang, na'elav, the tree, ha-gedolah, v'yichizak rosho ba'elah, he was dangling off the tree. So basically, his hair was dangling from the tree, and the pered moved away from him, and he got hung on the tree. And the Gemara says, So he took out his sword, wanted to cut himself off the tree. He wanted to cut himself, cut himself off. Opened up underneath him, so he knew he was in trouble. Because if, he, if he's going to cut himself, <coughs> he's going to fall into, as you said, the abyss. Now, now <coughs> David Melech saw what was happening to his son, and he became uh, uh, disturbed. He was scared. He started to cry. He covered his face by his So he said the name, the word Beni eight times. So the Gemara asks, Why did he say it eight times? To take him out of the seven fires and furnaces of Gehinam. Each time he said Beni, he lifted him out. And the eighth one, He attached his head back to his body because when he got hung, his head separated from his body. And therefore the eighth time, it was able that his head and body came back together. That the eighth time, 
he brought him to Olam Abam. This is an interesting case because normally we see that the, fa- the, the father goes to Olam Abba in the zikhut of the children. However, in this case over here, it's reversed. The child went into Gehina, into Gan Eden, in the zikhut of the father. It says that Abshalom made himself a monument. What does it mean? He took. Which means he took bad advice for himself. Which is when it says <coughs> he took the, the honor that he wanted in his life and he tried to make himself a monument, which was the wrong thing to do, to make himself a monument, meaning to give himself the glory in this world. And he built a monument in the valley of the king. When it says that he built this monument in the valley, it means in the depths of the wisdom of the king, which means the Zakadosh Baruch Hu that destined this against David HaMelech. So this was all a predestined and determined plan that Absalom should rebel against his father. That God said, as a result of David making the sin with Absalom, I'm going to bring an uh, a enemy from your own household that's going to cause you a lot of problems. So therefore this was all from from a deep uh, 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 idea that a Kadosh Baruch Hu had planned against David HaMelech. When Yaakov Abinu sent Yosef to the brothers, he said he sent them from the valley of Hebron. Now Hebron is not in the valley. This was from the depth of the idea of the tzaddik that was buried in Hebron. Who's buried in Hebron? Abraham. And therefore, since already was predetermined that the Jewish people would have to be in exile for 400 years. So that's why Bore Olam put an idea in Yaakov Abinu's brain to tell Yosef to go down to the brothers, which would cause Yosef ultimately to get sold to Mitzrayim. So although it looks like the brothers were doing it, actually this came from Etza Amuka. It came from the depths of the idea of the Kadosh Baruch Hu in order to start the process of Galut. Ki Amar En Li Ben. So Abshalom built himself a monument because it says he didn't have any children. Velo Abu Lebene. Is that true that he didn't have any children? Basuk says, Vayivalidu Le Abshalom. Three boys and one girl. He didn't have a son that would be worthy to be the king. Anybody that burns the field of his friend, namely the wheat of his friend, he will not leave a son to inherit him. And he burned the fields of Yoav. Abshalom told the servants, He told the servants, go put ablaze the fields of Yoab. So therefore, even though Abshalom had children, but his children were not worthy to inherit him. And therefore, uh, they did not remain alive. That means they died before him. And therefore, he needed to make a monument so people will remember him. That monument is still in Yerushalayim today. It's called Yad Abshalom. Now, till now we talked about this Midah Kenegad Midah when it comes to the bad things. Abshalom Nitka'e B'Sa'aro 
Lachem Nitla Besaharo. However, the good way is, is as well we see by Miriam. What happened by Miriam? She waited a few minutes by the water to see what's going to happen to her brother Moshe. And Bnei Yisrael waited for her for seven days. It's much more the Tova. There she only waited an hour and they waited seven days for us. So it seems like the Tova is much more, uh, much more uh, merciful. Change the Mishnah. When it comes to the good things, it's not so. Which is God rewards for the good much more than he rewards for the bad. But it says, It says, it's the same, the Tovah. How can you change the Mishnah and say that it's, 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 when the Mishnah says, that it's similar when it comes to the Tovah, the Be'ota Midah, that Borei Olam works Midah, Keneged Midah. However, However, the Midah Tovah is always greater, at least 500 times, than the Midah Puranud. Therefore, they only waited, 50, she waited 15 minutes or so for her brother, and uh, they waited for her after seven days. But So this pasuk is talking about how she waited for her brother from far. This pasuk over here is referring to the shekhinah that stood with Miriam when she was waiting by the banks of the river. How do we know? But the Tatsab is referring to the Shekhinah Dikhtib, Vayavo Hashem, Vayit Yasef, Achoto Dikhtib, Emor the Chokhmah, which is referring to the Mekor of the Chokhmah, which is Hashem, Achoti At, Merachok Dikhtib, Merachok Hashem, Dir Ali, Ledeah Dikhtib, as the Pasuk says, Kiel Deot Hashem, Ma Dikhtib, Ma Hashem, Eloecha Shoel, Meimach Yaase Dikhtib, Kilo Yaase Hashem, Eloecha Dabar, Lo. So basically, each word in that pasuk is referring to the Shekhinah that was with Miriam and Nebi'ah while she was waiting for to see what's going to happen. We have to subdirashot on our parashiyot, parashiyot of Pesach. Some say it was a totally a new king. And another rabbi says, it was the same old king, but his decrees became new. Man, the Amar Chadash Mamash. How do we know that it was a new king? Dichtiv Chadash. Because it says Chadash. Chadash means a new king. Man, the Amar Chadash Mamash. But according to the opinion that it was the same old king, it just his decrees became new. It does not say that the first king died. It just says, Vayimloch. Vayakom Melech Chadash. It does not say, Vayamot. So therefore, the Stamai was still alive. Hashem do yadat Yosef. Now how could it be? If you're going to say, even if you say it's a new king, how could you say Hashem do yadat Yosef? Everybody knew Yosef. Yosef was famous. He made it himself as if he didn't know Yosef. That means he willing, willing, willingly forgot Yosef. He tells his people, in the Yisrael, we have to make a plan against the Jews. Dana, who it chil ba'itzat tova par all started with the plot against the Jewish people. Lefikach lakat tachila. Therefore, when the plagues came, he got punished first. Who it chil ba'itzat tachila? He started first. Tichti ba'yomer el amo. He already made the propaganda against the Jewish people. Lefikach lakat tachila. When tichti by the sefardim, by the by the frogs. 
Ubcha, Ubamecha, Kol Abadecha. Ubcha, it started with Paro. Lo. We have to make a plan against him. Him, the Gemara says, Lahem Mibaile. The plan is against them, the Jewish people. Amar Bihama, Rabbi Hanina. Bo Venechkam no Moshiachin Israel. They want to make a plan against him. Who's him? Hakadosh Baruchu, the Chmodov Atzmo, to the Redeemer of Israel. And what was the plan? How are we going to punish the Jewish people that God will not be able to stop them? If we're going to judge the Jewish people in fire, God fights with fire. If we come against the Jewish people, and therefore, we can judge the Jewish people in water. God will not be able to take a revenge against us because he promised not to bring a flood to the world. That God promised not to bring a flood on the entire world. But on a nation, he will bring. He's not going to bring it. They're going to go into it. When when Bori Olam punished the Egyptians, he didn't bring the flood upon them. They ran into it themselves. And therefore, they didn't know that. They were running towards the water. So actually, Mitzim got punished. It says in the Pasuk that the Egyptians got punished with Dabar Ashir Zadu. Zadu? In the pot that they cooked the Jewish people, they got cooked in the same pot. They cooked the Jewish people by throwing the babies in the water. And the Egyptians got cooked in the same pot. Now, how do you know the word Zadu is referring to a pot? That when Yaakov even made the lentil soup, it says Nazid. And therefore, that's a pot. And therefore, there was three advisors that were in the plot against the Jewish people. Bil'am, Iyo, Viyitro. Bil'am, Shia'at. Bil'am advised Paro. To kill the Jewish people, he got punished. Midah keneged midah neherag. Iyov sheshatak. Iyov kept quiet. He didn't give an opinion. Nidon biyisurim. And the Mefarshim, Mefchaim Shmulevitz says, "What's the midah keneged midah that Iyov kept quiet? Therefore, he got yisurim. Because what, 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 what was Iyov's reason why he kept quiet? He said, what, what, what am I going to gain by saying anything? He says, anyway, Bilam is against, and anyway." Uh, uh, you have uh, uh, Yitro, Aparo uh, is against, and therefore they're not going to listen to me anyway. So why should I make a protest if they're not going to listen anyway? So God says, doesn't matter. Even if it's not going to make a difference, you have to scream. So he got Yisudin. What happened when he got the Yisudin? He was screaming. So his wife told him, what are you screaming for? It's not going away your pain. <laughs> so Eli, you see what? You scream anyway. And then, even though it doesn't have an effect. So therefore you should have learned to be that. You scream anyway, even though it might not make a difference. Yitro shebarach, Yitro ran away. Zachum ibn Ibanab, that means Yitro protested and then had to run away so his life could be saved. Zachum ibn Ibanab, she's moving to Shkata Gazid. He made a decisive decision 
and therefore he had his children became <coughs> members of the Sanhedrin. Shneimar umispechot sofrim yosbei yabetz teratim shemaratim subchatim hemakinim. That's from the family of the Kenim, which is Yitro. Habaim Mahmad Abi Bet Rechab uchtiv ubnei Keni Choten Moshe, which teaches us that his children became members of Sanhedrin. Benuham banu. So what did Paro say? They will fight us, and they will leave. Now it shouldn't say they will fight us. It should say they will fight us, and they will kick us out. It's like when a person is cursing himself, but he doesn't want to curse himself to say we're going to get kicked out. So he says he's going to get kicked out, but he really means himself, but he doesn't want to... <coughs> say it on himself. But Yasimu Alab Salim Misim. It says, and they put on him tax. It shouldn't say on him. It should say they put the tax on them, on Bnei Yisrael. He brought a, a malben, is like a, a, a mortar filled with cement. And what did he do with it? And they hung it on Paro's neck. And every Jew that came along and said, No, no, I can't do this work. I'm too finicky. Well, if Paro can do the work, why can't you do the work? And therefore, that's what it means. They put the, the, uh, the cement on Paro himself. So he started to work. So nobody had an excuse. Serem misim. Why is it called serem misim? Davar shemisim. Something that actually would uh, uh, bring them to do avodah zara. I'm not avodah zara. Avodah work, which means by that malbin, by that cement box that they put on paro misim, it would bring them into avodah by force. Lashon lehasim to place them by force. Demaran anoto b'sibnotam. In order to torture him. Torture him, it should say to torture them. No, they tortured Paro initially by putting the cement on him in order to ultimately torture the Sivnotam, the Israel. So, therefore, when they saw that Paro was working, they had no choice but to work themselves. So, in order to punish Paro temporarily, in order to bring the suffering to Bnei Israel. That because they made them build these buildings over here, so therefore um, <coughs> it caused their owners to become miskinim, to become impoverished. Meaning the Egyptians that caused the Jewish people to build these buildings ended up becoming drowned in Yamsuf. So it's Adam Miskinot. Who became the Miskin? The owners of the buildings. Who's the owners of the buildings? The Egyptians. Vehad and one said, maskenot et that it made the Egyptians uh, a poor. <coughs> uh, because since they forced the Jewish people to build, so what, what ended up happening? We ended up taking all their money. As a result of them causing us to build, it caused the Egyptians to become miskenim, impoverished. Why? Because at the end, we ended up taking all the money of the Egyptians. Now the Gemara says over here something that really doesn't have anything to do with what we, we, we just said, but it gives us a rule when it comes to 
building. I'm not too sure exactly why the Gemara is saying this over here. The Amar Mor, it's true. Anybody that gets involved in real estate and building, he ends up becoming poor because it's always extra hidden expenses, it's always double the price, you always have to well, hitting costs and so on and so forth. Building, there's no end. Now, I'm not too sure what's it got to do with the Gemara we're learning over here. We're learning over here that either the Egyptians became, either they became poor, not because they were building, the Jews were building. They became poor that we took all their money. That's got, that's got nothing to do with a person who's building a building uh, has hidden expenses and loses his money. It's got nothing to do. But the Gemara is bringing you that as a, uh, I don't even know, as a proof. Let me see if anybody mentions this over here. No, actually, that she says, that she says, beautiful. That she takes this out, out of the Gemara. And again, it makes sense why, because it really doesn't have, although it's something definitely very true, but it's not uh, no gaya. So anyway, two, two, two interpretations. Miskinot either is, Misakinot et Baalein. It put the Egyptians in Sakana, that they were drowned as a result of causing us to work. Or, Merashon Miskin, it made them poor. Et Pitom Vetram says, those are the two cities. Rabu Shmuel, Hadamar Pitom Shema. The real name of the city is Pitom. Velamma Nikra Shema, Ram says, Shelishon Lishon Mitroses. As they build it, it crumbles and it falls apart. So therefore, Merashon Ram says, Mitroses. The Hadamar Ram says, Shema. Really, the name is Ram says. Velamma Shema Pitom, Shelishon Lishon Pitom Bolo. It was built on quicksand. And therefore, as they built it, the Pitom opened up and swallowed the building. And the more they caused B'nai Israel, the more they tortured them, the more they prospered. So it should say, It should say it in past tense. What do you mean? Ruach HaKodesh was saying, which means the Egyptians were saying, uh, the Egyptians were saying, and the Kadosh Baruch Hu said, no, no, no. So actually it was coming from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And what happened? It says the Jewish people were despised by the Egyptians. Like a thorn. They were like thorns in their side. Befarich, and they caused B'nai Israel to work backbreaking labor. Befarich. It was with a soft tongue, which means what? Initially they said, no, nah, we'll pay you. Sweet talk. Uh, sweet talk. They, they, they seduced us. And then what ended up happening? It turned into hard labor. And I saw one of the Mefarshim say, that became the parich. The fact that the Jewish people knew that they got seduced into doing work, that caused the mental torture. So the parich actually was, they got tricked into it. And they always remembered, how do we let Paro trick us into this? Rab Shmuel ben Nachmani Amar, bifricha. That parich means actually the breaking of the <coughs> body. Which is Abodak Kasha that broke the, the body. So it's either perach, soft tongue, or parich, which means the breaking of the body. By Marirut Hayyehim. They embittered our life. Ba'avodat kasha bechomeru belbenim. Amaraba betchila bechomeru belbenim. In the beginning, it was just what chomeru belbenim. Okay, it was building work. Ul besof ubchol avodat basadeh. Then it became much more difficult. We had to do all sorts of work in the field, which was much more, 
much more, uh, much more difficult. Et kol avodatam asher avedu ba'em befarich. All the work that the Egyptians caused us to do befarich. Amar of Shmuel, Bar Nachmani, Amar Biyunatan, sheayu machrifin melechet anashim lenashim or melechet nashim leanashim. This is psychological torture and physical torture. Parich over here means that they, the men did the job of the ladies and the ladies did the job of the men. Which means what? That now you have a lady carrying the load of a man. And a man doing a job that a lady does, which is menial, which is, which is a busha. And therefore that's the parich. It's a mental and a physical torture. And even according to the first opinion that says perach, that's the first perich. But over here already, you cannot learn perach because it says, et kol They were working already. So there's no more perach. He says over here for sure, it's pifricha. Here it definitely means hard, backbreaking labor. In the merit of the righteous ladies that were in the generation, negalu Yisrael memitzrayim. When the ladies went to draw water, <coughs> what was in their buckets? Not only water, but small fish. Half the bucket was water and half the bucket was fish. They would go and take two pots and put it on the fire. One of hot water in order to bathe their husbands, to give them a bath. And one of fish in order to give their husbands to eat. And they would bring the two buckets to the field. And they would bathe their husbands. And they would put oil on their husbands to give them like, uh, you know, like a massage. And they would give them, they would give them fish and something to drink. And then by the border of the field, they would be with them, intimate. And then what happens? In the merit that these nashim tzadkaniyot were with their husbands in order to bring children into the world. Because if they didn't have these children, there would be no, there would be a, an exodus, but there would be no people. So what? There would be no people. So therefore, what, what's the clue to the people that they get all the money? We're willing to have children to Imad. Can fit you now, the Jewish people that can fit to you now, to a bird. They were covered with money. When the ladies got pregnant, they would come home. When it was time for them to give birth, they would give birth under the apple tree. God sent an angel in order to clean and take care of these babies. Like a midwife. <coughs> that straightens the bones of the baby. <coughs> Which means there was nobody there to cut the umbilical cord off the baby. God sent an angel to cut the umbilical cord. And nobody was there to put water on the baby to clean it off. And God sent out the malach. And therefore the pasuk says, the angel would bring the baby 
two stones. And one uh, oil came out of it. And one honey. Now when the Egyptians saw these kids were being born, so they were coming to kill them. And a miracle happened. And they got swallowed in the ground. So the Egyptians brought oxen with plows in order to plow them, in order to kill the babies that got swallowed under the ground. On my back they plowed. When the Egyptians left, the Jewish children started to grow out of the ground like grass. When the children grew up, they came in flock. They came home in groups. Don't read it. They came home with all takshitim and jewelry. Meaning in flocks, in herds, because there were so many. And when God revealed himself at Yamsuf, they were the ones that recognized, because that was the same image that they saw when they were born and they were getting raised by. What did they say? That's him. That's the one that took care of us. So Paro tells the midwives, one of them was called Shifra, and one of them was called Pu'ah. Rab Ushmuel, Hadamar Isha Ubita. Some say it was a mother and a daughter. That means Yocheved and Miriam. Some say it was the mother and uh, a daughter-in-law. That means it was uh, Yocheved and Elisheva, the, 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 the wife of Aaron. Man de Amar. The opinion that says what? Isha Ubita, Yocheved and Miriam. Man de Amar, Kalab Hamota, Yocheved and Elisheva. Tanya kemande amar isha ubita. We have a bright that it goes according to the opinion that it was a mother and a daughter, the Tanya. Shifra ze yuchebet. And why was she called Shifra? Velamma nekla shema Shifra, she meshaperet et balad. That she makes the balad beautiful, which means she makes the balad pretty by straightening its its bones. Namar acher, Shifra, she paru veravu Yisrael beyameha. Shifra melashon periyah. That what? That the Jewish people multiplied in our time. Pu'ah zu Miriam. Miriam nikla shema pu'ah. Shaita pu'el abalat. Pu, 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 ah, ah, ah. She would coo the baby. Navar achayel. Pu'ah. Shaita pu'ah beruach ha-kodesh ve'omeret. She broadcasted in Ruach ha-kodesh. And what did she say? Atida imi shetelet ben shemoshiach Yisrael. My mother one day is going to give birth to the Moshiach, to the salvation, to the, to, 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 to the Savior. But she was right. It's Moshe Rabbeinu. Bayomer, what did Paro say? When you get, go to the birthing table, you look at the stone. So it says, my obnaim. What is the stone? How the, the, he was worried that the midwives are going to say, how do we know when the ladies are about to give birth? We're going to miss it because he wanted them to kill them when they come out of the birthing canal. So they're going to come along and say, 
We don't know when they're going to give birth. So he gave them a simam. When a lady crouches down to give birth, the moment right before she gives birth, her thighs become cold like rocks. And she starts to shake. And that's already a sign that she's in the final stages of labor and the baby's about to come out. So that's what it says, When you see her legs become cold like stones, <coughs> then you know already it's the time for them to give birth. They eat the Amar, and some say, When you go to the potter, the potter sits in front of a stone, he has one leg on one side and one leg on the other side, and he has the sadan, the rock, the, uh, uh, the anvil, and the, uh, the, and the stone in the middle. Just like the craftsman. One leg is on one side of the stone. And he's got the anvil in the middle. Her legs are open, one on one side, one on the other. And the baby is in the middle. That's called Ognaim, comparing the lady who's giving birth to a Yotzeh that's working by the, uh, by the stone. If he's a boy, you kill him. He gave them a siman. When the boy comes out, he's facing down in the way he does tashmish. The daughter, she's facing up. So that was the sign how they would know before even the baby totally comes out, they'd be able to kill them right away. <coughs> the Yalidot were afraid. Who are they afraid from? Hashem. The Gemara says, So now the Gemara says, Why does it say, What's the problem with the word, Because oh, sounds like a lashon of seduction. It shouldn't say, It should say, they didn't listen to what Paro told them. And actually, the Gabbara said Paro was seducing them. Paro went to Shifra Pu'ah and tried to seduce them for Avera. And that's what it means. Because he said, Be with me. And they did not listen. And they, not only did they kill the kids, but they killed the kids. They supplied them with food and sustenance. They told Paro, These Jewish ladies, and I like the Egyptian ladies, they are hayot. What does it mean hayot? My hayot, maybe what they meant to say is that they themselves are midwives. So they don't need a midwife to help them. So they do it themselves. The Gabriel says, that can't be. Even a midwife needs a midwife. She can't, she can't help herself. So therefore, what does it mean when, 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 when they said that they're chayot? All these families of B'nai Israel are compared to animals. Yehuda, Gur, Aryeh. Dan, Yehidan, Nahash. Naftali Ayala Shiluha, Yisakar Hamor Garim, Yosef Bekhorshon, Binyamim Zed Yiftraf, 
Whatever is written by them is written. And the Shivatim don't have an animal ascribed to them. It says by Kenesi Israel in Pasuk in Yazkel, the whole Jewish people is considered like lions. But the point is, animals don't give birth with a midwife. They just give birth on their own. And therefore, they don't need midwives. They're like hayot. And therefore, by the time we get there, they're already done. That was the excuse that uh, Miriam and Yochebe told Paro. And now the Pasuk says, now before we go further, Abotai, Let's go read some of these Rashis over here, which will also be a review. I just want to read the, the key Rashis over here. Look at Rashi, the Buddha Matril. Uh, I don't know, let's do Siman Gadol. Which means... We, in order that the mother should not give birth to the child and say, oh, it was a miscarriage. And therefore, she's going to take the babies and hide them. So I want you to kill them before they come out. <coughs> so she cannot say it was a miscarriage after it was born and hide the baby. How are we going to know? Give her siman. siman So you can take the baby right away before it even comes out when you see the, 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 the position. A lady is considered like a craftsman. Because just like a craftsman is making a vessel, she's making a baby. That's why it compares her to a Yotzer. Sadan, that's the Etz Av Sha'alad Yoshim Megalgela Habasim Nasotam Bitfus Haklifi Godove Kotno. That's the, uh, 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 the Sadan. That's the big piece of wood that's in front of him that he puts the, 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 the pottery on in order to shape the vessel. Siman gadol masar. Naem. Uritem ala ovnaim. Ibenu. Sham. Sam otem yikolol lerot miyad ibenu. Veloshu magbaha. Right. You don't have to worry. Even before the baby comes out, you'll be able to tell. So either he gave him a siman that the legs start to shake right before. Therefore the legs become cold like rocks. So therefore... You'll know right away that she's about to give birth. Therefore, they won't be able to say we gave birth already and we had a miscarriage. You can catch it way before when you start to leave the leg shaking. Or you ever see man that the direction of the uh, uh, direction of the baby up or down. Great. Ben panav de mata kederik tashmisho. The way he does tashmish. Bat panav de mata kederik tashmisha. Now why did they say The pasuk should have just said they didn't kill the kids. Why did they say Because they went over and above. Not only did they kill the kids, but they actually did something positive. They helped them. They hid them in their homes. Amazing. That actually they adopted all these kids, Miriam and, 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 and Yochebed. They brought them home and they raised them. If you want to say that they like, they themselves are like midwives. Bottom line, they're like animals. And an animal does not need a midwife. Good. Now the Gemara says, continue. So what happened? Because of the fear that they had of Hashem, God rewarded them with what? 
homes. Rab Ushmuel, Had Amar Batik Kehuna Ulviyah. Some say they got from Moshe and Aharon Batik Kehuna Ulviyah. That was a Zechut. The Had Amar Batim Malchut. And some say actually the homes of the kings came from Yochir with the Miriam. The Amar Batik Kehuna Ulviyah Aharon and Moshe. That's Pashut. Uman, and I saw beautiful from the Briskarab. He said, What's the Midah Kenegin Midah? Because they saved these children, so therefore what? They saved the boys, therefore they get Kwanim and the Vim. What's the Midah Kenegin Midah? Because where does tribal affiliation come from? The father. So since they saved the boys, so Midah Kenegin Midah, they got a, a reward that's Talui in the boys, Kehuna and Levia. And according to the other opinion, it says, Umandaman Malchut. David namim Miriam ka'ate. Like we learned on yesterday's daf, David came from Miriam. Dikhtiv. We have a pasuk in Devra Yamin. Batamot Azuba. Azuba is Miriam. We'll see why she's called Azuba in a minute. Azuba died. Bayikah lo Kaleb et Efrat. So Kaleb ended up marrying Efrat. Who's Efrat? Also Miriam. Well, how did he marry Miriam if she died? So we learned that she got Sara'at. So when she got Sarat, it's like she's dead. And it calls her Ifrat. Ifrat Benashon Piriyav And therefore when Kaleb married Miriam, they had a son. And who was the son? Hur. Uchtiv. And it says, V'david ben Ish Ifrati. Oh, very good. It says David is related to Ifrat. And who's Ifrat? Miriam. So you see that God rewarded Miriam with Malchut. Now let's read Rashi. Vayikap lo kalev et Efrat. Ashi, eshet kalev. Vehi Miriam. Ulkamal mefereshtama nikla shema azuba. Vahai vatamot shinitztara. And that's when it says that she died. She didn't actually die, but she got leprosy. Vayikap lo kalev et Efrat. Lehal shinitrapet. After she got healed. Hazar ve'lakalo alma Efrat kari Miriam uchtiv David ben Ish Efrati. So you see that David is related to the one that's called Efrati. So, and then she was not married. No, she was. She was married to Kaled. She was called Azuba. No, no, Tamid Kaled. Okay, Tamid Kaled. Okay, stop over here, Abotai. Now let's just read the uh, the zikru of today. So we remember the daf very good. We're on daf 11. So we learned on this daf three things. The Gemara speaks at great length about the enslavement and redemption from Mitzrayim. Rav Shmuel, Rav Shmuel argued about the meaning of a Yaakov Melech Hadash on Mitzrayim. And a new king arose over Mitzrayim. One said Hadash Mamash, literally new, for the first one had died. The other said, no, should Hadashu Gezerotav. Merely that his decrees were new. For the Pasuk does not say he died. The pasuk that states he did not know Yosef means he seemed like he did not know Yosef by passing harsh decrees against his people. Havaret hakema lo, lo means actually lemoshi'anchi Yisrael, against Hashem. Paro reason that although he could not oppress them with fire or sword, because Hashem will punish them, however he could punish them in, flo- in, the, in the water, because God promised never to bring a flood. The Gemara says three people were in that etzah. Who were the three people? Bil'am, Iyov, and Yitro. Bil'am got killed. Iyov got Yisurin, and uh, Yitro, his children, ended up becoming in the Shkata Gazit, in the Sanhedrin. Number two, the Pasuk says, Vayasimu alaf sarim misim, tes mehstes. 
it says Vayasimu Alav. What do you mean Alav? You say Alehem. So we learned that actually they put a working, they put a, a brick mold and hung it on Paro's neck as well in order to get the people to say, if he's working, you have to work as well. And that's the way they explain the word Bifarich, <coughs> Biferach, persuading them with words and pay. Shmuel Ben said Bifricha. Uh, the labor is described as Homer and Bilbenim, and then they labored only with mortar and bricks in the beginning, and subsequently every type of labor. And then we said they switched the job of the girls to the boys, and the boys to the girls, which means they were machlif. Finally, Rav and Shulam disagree as to the identity of the two midwives. One says it was Yochevet and her daughter Miriam, and one says it was Yochevet and her daughter in law Elisheba. Abraita assumes the former. When expounding their names, Shifra was actually Yochevet. She was called Shifra and she mishaperet the balad. She straightened the child's limbs. Alternatively, Sheparu v'ravu Yisrael yamea. Yisrael increased in their days. Pu'a was Miriam because she would coo the child. Alternatively, Shaita pu'a b'ruach ha-kodesh. Because she would cry out b'ruach ha-kodesh. Atida imi shetered bin ben shemoshiyah et Yisrael. But the hayenat ha-iladim, she, they did not, they not only kill the children, but they actually gave them sustenance. Rav Shmuel said, as a result, batim, or malchut. Now, when we get to Daf 11, 11 always is the 11 stars in the dream of Yosef. That's the Remez. Yud Aleph, Kenegir, the 11 stars in the dream. And now we give the today's Remez. The new evil king, meeting under the red starry night, with his three wisest advisors, that's Bil'am, Iyov, and uh, Yitro, put a mortar around his neck with intent to destroy his enemies with crushing labor, but was distracted by the sound coming from two midwives where one would coo while the other straightened the child's limbs. The new evil king, meeting under the red starry night with his three wisest advisors, put a mortar around his neck in order to destroy his enemies with crushing labor, was distracted by the sound of two midwives that were making a cooing sound and straining the baby's backs. Now, if you want to see this, Sabotai, we'll go to the, to the movie, to show you the movie. No, we don't have to talk about movies, but this is a movie, it's cashier. 